Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Thanks for joining me for episode 133 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the tarot-wielding, deep-soul-diving creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you're listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. I also today would like to make a note that today's show, The Suit of Cups, Tarot 101, is a part two to the show I did last week on The Suit of Swords. And so I am going to try my best to not be too repetitive. I know some of you might be, like, landing here for the first time today. Um, So if you feel a little bit confused, I'm going to mention some other shows you can listen to to orient yourself to what I'm talking about. But this is a continuation. Um, So today we're going to talk about the suit of cups. And some of what I said last week will help make this show (laughs) makes sense. So last week we talked about the suit of swords in tarot, tarot, however you want to say it, tarot. (laughs) I typically say tarot or tarot interchangeably. But we talked about the suit of swords, and I talked about how I personally order the suits in a weird way, in a way that suits me, har, har, har. I order the suits in a way that suits me. (laughs) I actually see them as having a very specific order in the manifestation process, an order that lines up with the witch's pyramid that I created for just myself as a metaphor for the kind of magic that I do, which is largely based on the law of attraction. This is not how you personally should read the cards or work with the Witch's Pyramid or even magic for that matter. I'm just sharing what works for me. And of course you are welcome to borrow anything that speaks to your heart for your own practice. And I say that deliberately today because I want to talk about what speaks to your heart. When I think of the suit of cups, heart immediately comes to mind. The suit of cups is today's episode. So I've I've been thinking about the heart all morning, among other things. That's not just with this. Each suit is very complex, and I can only fit so much into 30 minutes. So please, too, keep in mind, we're just, like, brushing the surface here of what each suit means. And maybe some of the more sweeping cliches. I don't know. (laughs) Um. So in Tarot, the suit of cups represents emotion, love, desire, a heart-centered connection to your higher self, the psychic realms, your subconscious mind. I personally also see the cups as representing the vibration that is so important when practicing the law of attraction. 
I see the suit of cups as being very magnetic, largely because courage is magnetic. And the word courage is derived, etymologically speaking, from the word core, which means heart. And I am quite certain that that is no coincidence. To have heart means to have courage, to be brave, to dare, dare to listen with your heart, dare to speak with your heart, dare to create and dream from the heart, dare to live from heart center, as so many people in the new agey community like to say, to dare. And I didn't get into all of this in the last episode because I already did an episode on the witch's pyramid that breaks this all down in more detail, but I will quickly mention it, um, the pyramid here, in order to demonstrate the way that I ordered the suits in Tarot. And FYI, you can go to my website at www.joannadevoe.com, click on the Hippie Witch tab at the top of the page, and you will be brought to a long-ass list of every episode I have ever done here, all 133 of them, for better or worse. (laughs) And if you want to go digging for past episodes that enhance or add to what I'm saying here today, I did, not too long ago, I think this year, four episodes elaborating on the Witch's Pyramid episode I did, and they are all lumped together and easy to find because they're all named the same. So it's like the magic of air, the magic of water, the magic of fire, the magic of earth. I also did one that is especially applicable to the subject today called the Magically Magnetic Heart Chakra, Your Point of Attraction, which is actually ancient now in hippie witch years because it dates back to like April 2013 and it's one of the very first episodes I ever did and I don't listen to my episodes. I listen to them once. Once I record it, I'll listen back and I do all my cringing there like, why did I say that? And I tripped over my tongue. Um, I often flip words around or say things that I don't mean, but you can't edit these. So, um... (laughs) For some magical reason, um, so many of you connect with me anyway. Maybe we all do this, (laughs) just trip over our tongue and say weird things. But I haven't listened to that episode in two-plus years, but I imagine it contains a lot of ums because it was one of my very first. So please bear with them, ums, if you go back and listen to that. Anyway, back to the Witch's Pyramid and how it matches up With the tarot system, I prefer the way I like to order the cards. It's kind of like this. To know, if you don't know the Witch's Pyramid, it's like actually a star shape and spirit is one of the five points on a star and the Witch's Pyramid is like a wonky shaped pyramid that is lined up with a star, like the pentacle Um, But I'm just talking about the four, like, little arms of the star, the four main elements, and those are in the Witch's Pyramid traditionally, to know, to dare, to will, to be silent. So the way I line that up with the way I order the tarot cards, because this helps me make sense of the magic I do, and I hope I can explain that further here today, is to know, swords, to dare, cups. To will, wands. To be silent, pentacles. 
and I interpret to be silent as to allow meditation, just being the manifest reality. So that is why I see the pentacles as being to be silent. And so hopefully you can see how that aligns very well with the system of magic I do and the witch's pyramid I use. But it's much less solid when you try to line it up with the seven main chakras because if you take the suit of cups, for instance, the suit we're talking about today, several different chakras or chakras may be at play. So the heart and sacral chakra, especially with their connection to emotion and feeling and desire and blood and water, (laughs) um, obviously those would be represented by the cups and the suit of water, but also perhaps the upper chakras of the mind. As this suit also represents, like I said, the subconscious realms, which is typically um, aligned, you know, with your third eye, which is, you know, one of the upper chakras, and um, it represents the subconscious mind. And I think that when most of us think of the mind, we typically think of the head and those three upper chakras, the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, the crown chakra. Um, But I believe that the mind is in every cell of our bodies and that our bodies are our mind in a way um, and perhaps too that our mind is even all around us. As far as I know, oh God, please go to my Facebook page and and scroll down a little bit to read this really cool little, I'm totally jumping. <laughs> Jump on the shark. <laughs> Here, but um, you got to read this thing. I cut and pasted it. It's a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, her book, Big Magic. Phenomenal. Um, but she talks about how ideas are entities, and holy cow, that ties in so well with really last week's episode and bringing an idea into physical manifestation. So cool what she said about how ideas are like their own little, like, bebopping <laughs> reality is just waiting to hook up um, with the physical creature to make them manifest. Anyway, so I believe that the mind is in every cell of our bodies, and perhaps it's even all around us. And as far as I know, no doctor or scientist has been able to cut open a person's brain and say, there, there is the mind. <laughs> they can see what parts of the brain light up when we engage in certain activities But to me, that's no more an indicator of the mind existing in the brain as the check engine light in the dashboard of your car is an indication of where the engine is. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It proves nothing. (laughs) So the suit of cups, a lot of new decks now try to name them other things, but um, the suit of cups, You know, a cup is a chalice, a very important symbol in witchcraft and in all religions, actually, with the Holy Grail and the chalice, the Holy Grail, the cups, they represent also the womb, the sacral chakra. Um, And I think about how often a woman's water breaking, I'm sorry for you men listening if you're squeamish, but that is often the first sign that a pregnant lady is about to give birth, that a baby is about to be brought into this world. That's how it happened with me. My water broke 
and then I had contractions. So water breaking the womb is the first, like, indication, like, whoa, this is happening. And then, of course, comes the action, wands of contraction and pushing. And then to be silent, the pentacles, the creation made manifest. The baby is born. It started out as a spark of inspiration in its parents' mind, swords, and now here it is, wriggling and gory and amazing to behold, a newborn member of the material plane. I really love that um, metaphor for the creative process. I mean, that is the most profound creation that humans get to be a part of we get to make more humans (laughs) so i don't i don't think it's any coincidence that that imagery is like all throughout every religion you can think of and it really helps to for me to describe the kind of magic that i like to work with so even so that's like the birthing process but even before that the making of a baby kind of follows that same template so first you have the planting of the seed and that is a rather watery experience is it not <laughs> it's very cup like so at first you have swords the thought that damn that girl is hot or that guy or whoever you're into <laughs> ding And then you are mixing emotions and bodily fluids, cup, cup, cups, any flurry of action, wands, wands, wands. And it's really a moment when the wands and the swords come together, if you get my drift, to create a darling little embryonic pentacle. So again, the whole like us physically creating another person is an amazing template for creating something out of thin air that you want to manifest into your life, be it a job, be it a relationship, be it a pile of money, be it whatever, a big dream that you hold in your heart. So the witch's pyramid is another metaphor for that, and the tarot cards, which we are talking about today. So life is amazing. (laughs) And the cups, the cups, the suit of cups also represent healing the heart is a great place of healing as is the womb the chalice the waters of the womb the tears that we shed the holy grail and as i mentioned in the last newsletter i sent out a couple days ago um I mentioned how tarot can be, in addition to shadow work, an awesome tool for unpacking emotional baggage, the baggage that holds you back and the baggage that holds you down on your path and keeps you from that dream in your heart, um, which is why, I mean, we would if we could just be like, I want that and go straight after it and get it, if magic works like lickety it, we wouldn't need tarot cards. We wouldn't need metaphors. We wouldn't need symbolism. We wouldn't need all this deep soul diving and shadow work. But it's not like that <laughs> at all. Um, it's more like a game of hide and seek. You know, you have to figure out like why. I think because of all the programming, I talk about that a lot. That pro- we are programmed to be a certain way as 
children, and we carry that programming with us. And that's really largely, and not just children, by the way. In our our formative years, like I said last week, our, our entire lives, something happens to you, some trauma, it programs you. It shapes how you are. Um, or it doesn't have to be a trauma. It can be a reward. You know, a lot of addicts become addicts because they start chasing the reward. Those reward pathways in their brain light up. They're like, yay, cocaine, we need more cocaine. (laughs) And that creates very strong neural pathways. It shapes who you are. So being a witch, in my opinion, or being a law of attraction practitioner, however you like to think about yourself, is really so much to do with unraveling the mystery of your own self and tarot cards can help with that and i'd like to elaborate a little bit on what i said in the newsletter because i didn't get too much into it i um but i want to elaborate that on that now because tarot and shadow work go together like peanut butter and jelly really and we are entering into the season of the shadow so to speak now with halloween Samhain, and the day day of the dead on the horizon um we call this the season of the witch, and I think that's for good reason. So if you are really into shadow work, if you want to do it from like a new perspective, a psycho-spiritual perspective, or if you want to have like a group experience with that, I offer I offer a program for that. So right now we're doing the winter transition module, and you can buy that here, there, and everywhere. It's on my website. It's on psychospiritualofthear.com. I'm talking about it all the time. I don't think you can miss it. <laughs> um, and FYI, this is the last year I am doing the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. So hop on now if you want to do it as a complete year in a day. And definitely if you want to save 100 bucks, you can get the whole thing like now as one package. And this is it. This is your last chance to get it, this winter transition. When I take down the winter transition, I am taking down that offer because I'm really only doing this for another year. And then I am taking the program offline. So I keep saying that because I, I don't want people to write to me later <laughs> being like, hey, can I still do that? Because, um, I'm going to move into getting my novel out into the world. So my answer is going to be, I'm so sorry. No, you cannot. (laughs) Um, Because there's only one me. Um, And also, going back to what I was saying, is I want to elaborate a little bit on what I was talking about with the tarot, helping you unpack your baggage. Because it really answers the question, why tarot? Why tarot? Why do people care so much about a silly deck of cards? It's just a deck of cards. The short answer is because it's not silly and it's not just a deck of cards. It is a profound tool for accessing the subconscious mind using symbolism and metaphor. And for those who are willing to bypass the conscious mind in order to dip into the cups, the psychic vision of the subconscious mind, it is a tool of healing. And then the longer answer is that (laughs) you can learn to get into a meditative state, i.e. shut off the monkey mind chatter that otherwise occupies so much of your thinking day and dip below the surface of the ego into a place where the soul or the psyche resides. And it is there that you will be given clues in the form of cards, tiny little breadcrumbs that will lead you 
onto your proper path and out of the dark and scary woods that so many people refer to as the dark night of the soul. By the way, I so love that Robert Ohado calls the dark night of the soul the dark night of the ego, which I actually think is more accurate to what that experience is. It's a kind of the end of the dark night of the soul is a kind of ego death. And most of us, if not all of us, if we live to you know a semi-ripe age, will experience the dark night of the soul, which I don't mind calling it because that's what it's known as and you know, it's good shorthand for those of us that are speaking the same language. But I do think it's more accurate to call it the dark night of the ego. And the cards, the tarot cards, can take you out of your ego, even just for a moment. If you're good at using them or if if you're not able to discern, you know, between, you know, if you're a person who's just going to read the cards and see what you want to see, if you're not really skilled at discerning what you're actually looking at and you're kind of going to project what you want the answer to be, you can go to a really talented reader and they can read the cards for you. But your cards, they, for a moment, can take you out of your ego so that you can see whatever situation you're in from a higher perspective, from perhaps the perspective of your soul or even your spirit guides or your gods and goddesses, whatever you believe in. Um, At the very least, for you atheists out there or skeptics, it helps you solve problems in an entirely new way because using symbolism, it gets you out of your head, the swords, and into your heart, the cups, where you can begin to dare (laughs) and to take a new, more empowered action, wands, to will the will of your soul and bring your soul's desire into manifestation with the pinnacles. You see how this is all kind of like flowing together? Does that make sense? (laughs) So if you pull a sword card, it might be a message that you need to think in a new way or that you have gotten yourself into a sticky situation by overthinking things or by being paranoid. Um, If you pull a card from the suit of cups, it might be showing you that your emotions are creating your current reality which gives you the opportunity, obviously, to create a new kind of emotion and create a new kind of reality. It's showing you that the emotions you are currently feeling are forming your will. They're show, it's showing you the vibration that you're holding. It can be. It can be a number of things, but that's what I'm saying today. <laughs> the wands, if you pull a, a wand card, might be showing you the actions you need to take. Or stop taking the actions that have gotten you into the situation you're in or perhaps the actions someone else is taking that are contributing to your situation. And then the pentacles, if you pull a pentacle card, they can be great outcome cards, especially I love, I always say I love a nine of pentacles day, (laughs) which I do. Every time I pull that card, I'm like, yay! Um, But also the pentacles, could represent a message in how you are currently tending to your manifest reality and just showing you, like, are you cool with that? (laughs) Do you like that? Because if you don't, maybe you want to try to tend to your manifest reality in a new way. And there's so much more to tarot cards than what I could ever convey in a lifetime 
of talking to you. If this was a 24-7 show year after year, I don't even think I could say all there is to say about Tarot. I truly, um, which is what makes them so damn fascinating. (laughs) So fascinating. If you want to listen to somebody who can talk her ass off about the Tarot week after week, go check out Kellyanne Maddox of the Four Queens. I am interviewing her in a couple of weeks again. I already interviewed her here on Hippie Wish, you can dig around for that episode, and I also interviewed her at the very beginning of her YouTube career, so it's going to be awesome. You can find that, too, um, if you go on the Every Which Way tab of my website. I keep all my interviews there, Um, but it's going to be awesome to get to check in with her again um, now that she's a big old YouTube star. Um, But for now, this is my take on the suit of cups, and next week we will talk be talking about the suit of wands, yay! Um, and that's really all I wanted to say today, and I hardly ever finish these episodes early, but I'm finishing early and I'm feeling kind of proud of myself. <laughs> um, don't forget, this is your last chance to buy Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year as a whole. If you want to do it as a year and a day, it is completely unique. There is nothing like like it out there. I made it up myself. And it's another system, another metaphor using the wheel of the year to create the kick-ass life of your dreams, to manifest the life of your dreams, the life that you want for yourself. And so right now we're doing the winter transition, like I mentioned. And so this is a time for releasing, wrapping up, you know, any unfinished business you have, laying things to rest, letting things die that are no longer working for you. It's a time for grieving, mourning, letting it go, wiping the slate clear so that when we get to the winter solstice or Yule or Happy New Year, you can start fresh and you can start all over again. And that's how I like to think of the wheel. Some people think of this time of year as the witch's new year, and I think that that's fantastic. I totally get why they work with the wheel that way, but this is just the way that I personally like to see it. Um, So that's that. If you want to check that out, you can go to www.psychospiritualwheelofthyear.com. And in the meantime, have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. I will be back here next Tuesday talking at you about the tarot. Much love. Peace.